This is that one case where lawyers share stories of cases that influence their careers. My guest today is Susan Cowrer. Susan is general counsel at Mohammedi IP Law, an intellectual property firm based in Northern California. Susan's work focuses mostly on counselling and representing businesses in matters ranging from employment disputes to copyright infringement. And on today's show, Susan tells us about a couple of cases that taught her two invaluable lessons. Always be prepared and always be objective. So the first uh, civil firm I practiced with, I was there for a long time, like 15 years, uh, learned a great deal. And uh, this was my first foray into federal court. And uh, I was supposed to be second chair. Um, the judge and the partner from the firm I was with got off on completely the wrong foot. Sometimes the judges set time limits for trials. And every time the partner sort of ticked off the judge, we'd get 30 seconds deducted. So we had, uh, we were sort of underdogs going in. <laughs> so the morning of the opening statements, uh, I was sitting in the hallway waiting for my boss to come in. My client was sitting next to me and nowhere was the boss to be seen. <laughs> The client started to get very nervous. The judge had told us the day before that if the partner was late, we were going to get five minutes deducted, which is huge for, you know, to save for a closing argument. So he's nowhere to be seen. I'm starting to pace the hall a little. And he calls and he says, I just got out of bed. I'm not going to make it for opening. Wow. And so how long have you been practicing at this stage? Like, where are we in your career here? So uh, I started off at that firm actually as a paralegal. So it was probably five years in and I had sort of gradually worked my way up. So pretty intimidating situation. Yeah, as you can imagine, the client was a little nervous. He looked at me, he said, was that the boss? I said, yes. He said, where is he? I said, he's not coming. <laughs> the client looked at me in abject horror and said, what do we do? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to give the opening. <laughs> So I hadn't practiced. Uh, it wasn't the opening statement that I wrote. Uh, and I really had to sort of get my nerves together um, and then give the opening statement once we got into court. And as you can imagine, the judge looked at our defense table and said, where is the attorney? <laughs> uh, and he said, uh, you know, I warned you yesterday that you have to be ready to proceed. And I looked at him and I said, Your Honor, we are ready to proceed. <laughs> so, yep, got up and did a, a whole opening statement in a copyright infringement case. It was really intimidating, but fun. Wow. And how, how did that opening statement go? What was it? You know, did you feel like you delivered it well? Did it was it received well? How, how did the, the case pan out? So uh, obviously I was really nervous in the beginning. But once I started to talk and I looked at each one of the jurors, you know, individually, um, they all looked very encouraging. So I kept going. Um, it was a long opening. I think we had like 60 minutes. And at the end of the 60 minutes, um, I said, thank you. Sat down at my at the counsel table. The judge called a break. The opposing counsel, who was a really experienced copyright lawyer, came up and said, you did a great job on the opening. So that that to me is sort of like the ultimate compliment when you're when your opposition, you know, is really genuine. <laughs> and in fact, uh, after the trial, he and I connected on social media. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's really good. So, I mean, five years in, like sort of, you know, 
relatively early on in, in the career like it's that must be quite an experience to kind of have under your belt you know to sort of you know because uh from from the lawyers that i've spoken to those first few times in court can be a pretty nerve-wracking time and so to to kind of really test those nerves in such a dramatic way seems like a, a pretty pretty good way to enter into things cool and then you you mentioned a second uh, a second case that was one of the earliest in your career so um tell us a bit more about that one sure so um at the time i was very very pregnant <laughs> and uh i had worked with this client for nearly two years at that time um, she was charged in a murder for hire case and she was quite a bit older than, than I was at the time. And I had never dealt that closely with, um, you know, somebody who was basically incarcerated and was looking at the rest of their life in, in prison. And I had a very big lesson, um, from that case, but two of them actually, one is to sort of look at the client and their situation and you know, you can always find something good or human uh, in somebody, even if they're faced with the worst situation they've had in their life. And so you have to kind of learn how to treat people like people, right? And not like a, not like a case. And we worked together very, very closely for nearly the whole two years. And I would say the most important thing I learned from that case actually was setting good boundaries. As in sort of separating your relationship as, as professional. Absolutely. And when you work with somebody, you know, nearly, you know, your entire working day, every day, sometimes, you know, your objectivity is a little off and you have to sort of, you know, call yourself to the mat and say, Hey, look, you know, this is not my personal problem. This is, you know, my client's issue. Was there anything you did, you did to sort of help you help yourself kind of separate those issues? Cause I imagine it's, you know, as you've said, working closely with them day in, day out, it can be, I imagine, quite quite easy to get wrapped up in that kind of personal relationship. Was there anything you sort of did to to help yourself separate work and like go home and then be be with your family sort of thing? Absolutely. So um, actually, I kind of reversed my days. In the jail, when I would go see my client, the best time to go at that time, I don't know if they still do it, but during the night shift, you could find plenty of interview rooms. You know, it was very quiet. Um, so I would go and see my client during, you know, the after work hours and then go home and sleep during the day. And so that way, even though I would spend a long time with the client and in just, you know, two of us in a room, it left the entire day to sort of draw that line and make that space for myself, um, both sort of physically and mentally. Yeah. What do you, what sort of lessons did you take away? So this was earlier on your, earlier on in your career, sort of what lessons has that sort of informed in, as, as your career has progressed? So this, I, I sort of remind myself of this case, almost every case I have, um, I tend to really like my clients and I, and I work with clients that I like working with. And so, you know, there's that tendency to, to, you know, try to be a little more friendly, um, with some of the clients and, for me, that takes away from my objectivity. And so even, you know, now it could be any case, right? It could be a business dissolution. Um, it could be a fight over, you know, the assets of a company or the fight over, uh, you know, who gets to own what in a, you know, in, in a property transaction, say. Um, and it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's really the same thing. So part of you goes, oh, you know, this guy's so nice. He deserves this. Um, and then you go, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, let's take, 
take a step back, you know, take a step back and look at things again from both sides. It can't be easy keeping personal feelings separate from professional relationships, especially when working with clients so closely and for so long. Um, so a big thanks to Susan for sharing her story with us today. Um, if you want to find out more about Susan and her firm, all the links are in the show notes over at thatonecase.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, I really would appreciate you sharing it with one person you think would also enjoy it. Uh, all the details on how to listen and subscribe are over at thatonecase.com. Thanks for listening and do join us again next time as Brian Gibbons tells us the story of that one case.